the more I started looking into it, the more I started realizing, wow, okay, this is not just like, this is not just a book. Like this is not yeah. some book. Like, this is not just some book. Like man. I, I could tell straight. I could tell straight away that like there was something. There was a lot more to it than that. And um, and I just remember one day, um, my my I just switched, and um, it was about seven months. Uh, it was exactly seven months until my mum passed away um last year. So that was obviously a very strong, tough time for me, and um, I just went. That's it. I'm putting myself. I'm going to devote myself to God because mm. I just, you know, I just knew within myself that I felt a connection through my heart that He was, that He was there for me, and this was the right time now to put my beliefs in hand for myself. And no one told me to do it. This was all. It was all within myself, and I could feel His presence and. Hello everybody and welcome to Running From Comfort. This is episode 25, Spiritual Warfare. In this episode, our guest is my friend and brother in Christ, Kale Ross. In today's episode, we discuss Kale's story and his journey, which I find both an interesting and inspiring one, which is why I had him on the podcast to share his story. But as well as that, me and Kale, we are both Christians, so we dive deep into the topic of spiritual warfare, because for us, we can see how this interplays with daily life. So we discuss that in this episode. If you enjoy today's show, please make sure that you give it a like, that you share it with somebody else who will enjoy it, and that you subscribe for future episodes. If you're not following the Facebook page yet, Running From Comfort, head on over to Facebook and give the page a like and a follow. All the podcasts are being uploaded directly to Facebook. And as well as that, I'm doing bonus live streams on Facebook as well. So you do not want to miss out. So make sure you head on over and follow the Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Zach Galloway. And finally, if you have any questions for the show, if you want to submit any feedback, if you think you've got a story and you want to be a guest on the show, hit me up on my Instagram DMs at Galloway underscore it. You can also find me at at running underscore from underscore comfort. All right. I hope you all enjoy today's show. Gonna... <clears throat> Welcome to Running From Comfort, Social Distancing Edition. Um, yeah, no, so we're on the back end of quarantine here, but um, what is it now? Today is the, just got to get the date, the 21st of June today, we, it is a Yo! Sunday, and yesterday the Victorian Premier just announced <sighs> more lockdown restrictions in Victoria, so we were finally coming out of some COVID restrictions in Australia, but it looks like we've had a few new outbreaks, so clamping back on. But That's it. You know, for this very special edition, this social distance edition, uh, almost 1.5 metres between us, I have a good friend of mine. His name is uh, Kale Ross. You! How are we going, guys? <laughs> yeah. No, Kale. Um, you know, you recently moved here from the old Sunshine Coast. Oh, I did from the beach. Yeah, I do def- definitely miss the beach weather at the moment, but thankfully global warming hasn't been... Uh, too bad actually it seems to be not that cold here are you be... kidding no winter's just started and i'll tell you what it's getting pretty cold yeah it's, it's not but it's not freezing you know i've heard that it's been worse here at times so um, i'm enjoying my time here at melbourne i was here in late february and uh i'm here i play down footy down here and also do remedial massage as a diploma so here here having a good time met my mate zach from my cousin um very close friends and um, he took me straight away to Planet Shakers. So yeah, took him, took him to church. You know, as, yeah, as, yeah. as you probably heard me rattle on a few times on this show. I've you never, know, yeah, I've never been to a church where it feels like I'm almost at a rave. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I, I really do. Like as much as it's as but I said, but but that's the that's the best part about it. Right? <laughs> is that if we're talking we're praising the Lord, but we're praising the Lord in a very fun well, way as well. <laughs> well, you know, like like he, I think I've heard Pastor Russell say this at Planet Shakers before. You know, like. If you're praising the Lord, you know, you want it to be the best party in town. Exactly. Yeah, and I love it. No, I love it. The lights, everything like that. But the main thing I love about it is the, the, the spiritual side of it within God. And um, everyone there seems to have a really good, has, seems to have a really good heart. And I've met a lot of good friends there already in my short time being here in Melbourne. Yeah. Until, until it closed, unfortunately, which sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, as have I, um, you know, so 
as, as I've spurted on the show a few times, you know, so I'm, I'm a Christian, you know, I met Kale when he first moved down here and he told me he was also a Christian. So I was like, all right, all right, let's go to church, come to church with me. And you know, that's what it's good. You know, you, you make a new Christian friend in a new city. It's good to have somebody that can actually yeah. take it to church because when I first got to Melbourne, um, I wasn't going to church and I wasn't really uh, practicing any real Christianity or anything like that. And I could feel my life slipping in senses. And then I ran into an old friend of mine, Aaron King, who I knew from Tasmania, who was living over here. He was like, hey man, like, come on, like, come to church. And, you know, he, he dragged me in, he got me back into church. And then, you know, I slowly found my way back to God. So I guess what you can probably already figure out from just this first few minutes of conversation is today's probably going to be a bit of a deep conversation because we have two Christians sitting here, right? Two people yes, that believe we do. in God. And look, for us to be able to express our beliefs in the way that we believe them, we have to express them as authority because for us to believe in what we believe in to be the truth, then we have to claim it and own it as that. And that doesn't mean that we have any disrespect upon any other belief systems or any other religions, but it's, I mean, as a Christian, the only way you can really express yourself freely is to take the stand that what we have is the truth. And in saying that, we, we, we'd like to try and share that with love. So if this is not a conversation that you want to listen to, then, I mean, Feel that's free. absolutely yeah. fine. You know, not all of my podcasts go deep into the topic of Christianity, but I just felt like I'd put that disclaimer out there because I do know there are some people that feel offended by religion and I can understand reasons for that. So... Anyways, disclaimer aside. Disclaimer aside, before we start... I just disclaimer to aside, yeah. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah um, just a couple of shout-outs to Highlands Church and City Edge Church. So they're the two churches that I used to go to in Toowoomba, Sunshine Coast, Chester, and Nick Booth. How you going, guys? Hopefully you watch the podcast. I'm sure you guys will miss you. So wait, what do you call it? Broadcast? Sorry, podcast. Well, I mean, it, it is a, it is kind of a broadcast. It is but kind guess, of a broadcast, but yeah, I, my, my like, English isn't the best at times. I am from Queensland, so it does become little times. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit slow on things. Okay, so no, nah, but I, I, you said something, and it actually resonated with me because sometimes I feel very much the same, and that is, you know, more than what you can speak. Yeah, and, and that's that's the, that's the trope with it. I've had um, spiritual experiences from within myself where and. You know, for me, you're not going to know God until you experience it for himself. So trying to, the biggest thing for me is that we can express our name to the Lord and everything and do it as much as we can and with good faith. But it's only for that when they experience God themselves that they can truly say they're, you know, they they understand. They not just, you don't have to understand God, but the, the, the feeling of God's presence. You only can, when you feel it, you know. Yeah. And we have very, very different backgrounds and very different ways of finding God. You know, um, a question that got posed to me from somebody I met recently was, how could you believe in God in this age of information, you know, where we have science, where we have everything else? And it's it's like this idea that, you know, he's, like, he's telling me, like, you're a smart guy. Like, how can you believe in these things? And one of the ideas that's put forward is like, well, okay, I grew up with Christian parents. I grew up in a church setting. So, of course, I was brainwashed to believe in God. But it's like you said, my parents couldn't make me believe in God. No. It wasn't until I went, I actually seeked God myself later on in life that I was actually able to find Him and actually truly believe. Not because somebody else projected the belief on me, but because I found it for myself. I experienced it for myself and you come from a very different background because you weren't necessarily brought up in it no oh completely not um, my family are Anglican so uh, we went in, in fairness they never went they've never gone to church we never went to church my family's from a pretty I would say we've got some some of it rough some of it some of it's good as well but you know we, we were um, below the poverty line for pretty much my whole life so and we lived just a totally different life and um my, I was lucky enough to have um, my mate as well. So it's James Brayson as well. Shout out to him. Um, he was one of my. He was probably my best mate in Toowoomba, and he he got me to go around to now called Highlands Church at um, Christian Outreach College, connected to the college in Toowoomba. And um, I went there, and you know, as I said, I I went to the churches on a Friday night. You know, the youth type of churches, and I felt there was something there, but I I didn't understand it yet. Mm. And um, I wasn't ready for that sort of commitment at that age. I don't think, and I and I, I knew that there was a I knew there was a God there, but I didn't know how to connect, or I hadn't connected with 
him yet as in within within myself. And um, I went through a complete roller coaster through my life, um, and and still still a roller coaster. I so said I've moved to um, four different places. I've lived in Toowoomba, Brisbane, Sunshine Coast, and now Melbourne. Hmm. And um, yeah, I've gone I've gone through a lot for someone I guess my age. And uh, but the, the biggest thing was the outbreak of me finding God. Was I remember. Chester, um, my mate, um, from the Toowoomba Church, he came up to me at the Sunshine Coast, and he knew I was going through a bit of a rough time. And in fairness, he was actually going through a bit of a rough time himself. And um, we just talked about life, and he was, you know, expressing how much he loved God, and wasn't, you know, the best part about it was he he knows within too, but you only know God when he comes to you like you come and you reach out to him and then you feel him mm. and he was he said no matter if i was christian or not he was going to be there as a close mate to me and and i and that that made me you know it made me see that he, how good of a person he was and it started making me think well no matter what i should start looking into this and especially through the bible itself for the bible in the book um no matter if you're christian or not the actual morals in the Bible, have a lot of relevance into real life, real life like itself, like just moral, morally speaking, and teach you really good life lessons. And for me, I started looking into it. And the more I started looking into it, the more I started realizing, wow, okay, this is not just like this is not just a book. Like this is not yeah. some book. Like, <laughs> this is not just some book. Like man, I, I could tell straight, I could tell straight away that like. There was something. There was a lot more to it than that, and um, and I just remember one day, um, my my I just switched, and um, it was about seven months. Uh, it was exactly seven months until my mum passed away um, last year. So that was obviously a very strong, tough time for me, and um, I just went, that's it. I'm putting myself. I'm going to devote myself to God. Because mm. I just, I just knew within myself that I felt a connection through my heart that he was, that he was there for me, and this was the right time now to put my beliefs in hand for myself. And no one told me to do it. This was all, it was all within myself, and I could feel his presence. And I, I went straight to Nick Booth, who's at Highlands Church now. He's a pastor. Say hello to him again. I've already given him a shout out, <laughs> but he's an absolute legend. Um, we went and had a coffee, and he, he told me that my, my, he told me that my life was going to change for the better from this day. And I could, in that moment, I could feel God's presence around mm. us. And that was, and that was an incredible feeling. And when I told Chester about all this different stuff, he had been, he actually told me personally that he'd been praying for me for months mm. to, to find God. And, and I appreciate that extra, a lot from Chester because without him, I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I don't know if I would have been able to, experience God the way I have and um and getting you know someone to really help me with my with my life and I don't think he realizes how much of a positive effect that had on me so um yeah so and ever since God been going to ch- I was going to the church I got baptized at Planet yeah. Shakers um that was that was a that exciting. was a, it was mate it was very exciting but um as i said it's not it's not it's not like you just get baptized and life changes it's like you the devil <laughs> decides to come back into your life and he tries to get tries to shoot spitfires at you all the single times so don't think when you get baptized that you're this person that's not going to make mistakes because i'm telling you now as christian and i'm telling you all christians know that we all make mistakes oh. and and i i've been going for a bit of a roller coaster myself in the last few months since then especially now because church has closed yeah. down and um but it's made me kind of seek out more for god yeah and, and better things have been going up for the up since well change doesn't necessarily happen overnight but no the thing about christianity is that the process of being born again is the change that does happen instantaneously is you've devoted yourself to god and when you devote yourself to god god never gives up on you so god's always there to pick you up and get you back on the right track no matter how many times you mess up no matter how bad you mess up but the point is there has to come a point where you do recognize you're wrong and you do make the efforts to start correcting yourself and then this process of correcting yourself is so that you can become what God has planned for you. You can become who God designed you to be. You can fulfill your purpose through yeah. Him. That's what. That's the whole idea of having God as number one in your life. It's so that you can actually achieve your purpose, what you were put on this earth 
to do. You may not understand now, but you will later in life. And that's mm. in that and there's actually a scripture, I can't remember what scripture it is, but there is a scripture about that in the Bible. But you know God has a path for you and you may not understand now, but everything you, in your life is just building up building to up it. to it. And um and that's something that you know, just it's part of life. It's a part of life. You know, you, you live and you learn. He's not going to just put it on a platter for you. And even life is, no matter if you're Christian or not, life is like that. Things are not going to just come yeah. on a platter for and, you. And, and, God, and God works through correcting us. 100%. So, so it's almost like, you know, you, you can know you're doing wrong. And it, it, it's almost like you, you do it, you see the consequences of it. And then it's like, all right, there's the lesson to learn. Are you going to learn it this time? Or are you going to do it again and again? Yeah. But, but but it's always it's always like it makes it very obvious it's like alright that was a result of my actions there I need to correct that like God God tries to expose the things in your life so that you actually make the change and it's like he's always there to help you as well yeah no, I know I feel and I feel that he's there to help me but um, and you gotta just when you're in them times of moments where you feel confused just pray yeah just pray because he will hear he hears every time you pray he hears and and you and and your your praying and your actions will be able to lead up to what sort of connection you have with god yeah but something you touched on earlier is you're saying you know it's not like you get baptized and you know um everything's just perfect after that the devil the devil the devil's coming at you the thing is it because you know when you when you're already in the world all right you know you're already separate from god yeah so when you find god and you open up that connection and like you let god into your life right at that point because you're now with god that's when the devil comes to attack you because he has to get you back yeah he's he's going to try everything that he can to get you back and it's not and it, and I noticed this myself it wasn't until i was baptized that like Things started happening in my life and I could see how situations and scenarios were like almost being set up in a way to try and draw me away from God. And I can see, and I could just see how these things line up and I was like, yeah, you know, he's at work. He is. He's at work all the time. Mm. Every, there's not a moment of day where he's not. Mm. He has the 7.6 billion people here and he's trying and he, he, and we all are in need of God, in, especially in our, in our, in our eyes. But that's how we, that's how we feel about it with our connection with God. And um, he's there working every single day to be able to try and lead us to a bright future with our, with our lives, and to connect with Him um, for, for, an, for a better mm-hmm. life. But God, God doesn't force Himself upon anybody. No, that's why you have to, I suppose, reach out. And what I wanted to ask you, because you said this earlier, was. You know, you said earlier in your life you felt God was there, but you said you weren't really sure how to connect with Him or if you were ready for that type of commitment. No. And, and 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 I understand that too because growing up as a Christian as well, I kind of always had this idea that you know there must be a God, right? Yeah. But I think part of the reason why I was drawn so far away from it is because I was like, like you said, you know, you didn't want to commit just yet. It's like no, like there's things I want to do that I know yeah. that my Bible doesn't agree with exactly. Yeah, and I, 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 and every day, like we, even just lying, like it just happens. Sometimes it just happens naturally. Yeah. We're, not, we're not gonna everything we say. We're not sometimes, you know, the amount, of, you know, the amount of times that you've ever white lied about something before. Just a, well, I've, I've, I recently just got in trouble for one. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, it, 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 yeah, and um, you know, we're we're not perfect, and that's the biggest thing that I love about Christianity is that we know that we're not perfect. No, but we're we're in this we're in this race of trying to become what we're what we're destined to be yeah and 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 it's just a part of it's a part of well first start it's a part of growing up mm-hmm. but secondly it's a part of part of becoming that for for us now say you're, you're 25 and i'm 21 we're just learning we're learning the ways every single day we're learning new things and we're learning new ways um of um being better connected with god and mm-hmm. um so how did that's what i wanted to ask you how did you start that connection you said earlier on you weren't really sure how to connect with it well, when I, when I was sixteen, I remember going there and um, to church, and I'd, 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 I've always had a very, I've always been quite deep spiritually, and um, comes from my mum. My mum was quite a spiritual person, but in a totally different way, and um, yeah, and and um, and not just her, my my family as well. You know, they used to play um, the complete opposite to what God wants. It's the they wanted to play with mediums and spirits that are just 
you know, not they're not good. I wouldn't say they I wouldn't say they're healthy. They're not, mm. and they're not in the scripture of the Bible. And um, but in doing that, it made me feel that there was there was definitely a God of some sort, and uh, that this this stuff doesn't just happen for no reason. And um, when I was there, I remember I used to pray and everything like that. I felt like there was someone there, but at the same time, I didn't know who I was praying to. Mm. I didn't know who I was praying to, but I could feel someone there. Excuse me. <laughs> but um, I had a coffee this morning. So, you know, I'm a bit lactose intolerant, so I can get a, get a bit funny. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's a few people out there like that, like myself, who just can't help themselves to a bit of milk and cheese and a bit of lactose intolerant. It's how, it's how I we... feel, feel sorry for your kind. <laughs> nah, yeah, it, it is what it is. But um, back to the topic. Um, when I got older... I started to see the little things and um, I've always told Zach that I've always had a, um, quite a spiritual feeling with other kinetic energies mm. and um, one biggest thing that changed, so I unfortunately lost my mother to suicide um, last year in May and uh, probably one of the most confusing times of my life, mm. I have to say. Um, first, The actual first feeling I had when it happened was anger yeah um felt betrayal um and you know it's it's tough it's tough to say that because it's even my my nan agreed with me but that was the first feeling we felt it wasn't sadness it was actual kind of like you betrayed me but you've got to understand when someone's in that sort of mental state that that's it they can't they cannot deal with it anymore and you've got to be accepting of that and um unfortunately the pain from that sort of stuff reflects onto our family but i'm lucky to have a very strong nun and pop that to look after two kids now my mum and, and my mum's brother also passed away so they're looking after two kids now 73 and 79 and it's kind of it was a big time for me to just really look at myself and go wow okay i don't have i don't really have uh, um well i don't have my mum anymore i need to get my i need to get my life together right now and unfortunately my dad's quite um sick as well and uh and i never i i spent two years living with my dad and um i loved it i'm so i'm so grateful that i did it because i needed to know me and my mum split um, my, my dad mum split up when i was one but i'm so grateful that i did it but i know and i know that it obviously probably caused my mum to be a little bit you know oh you go on the dad's side but i think mum would see it now and realize the, the good effect that it's had on me to get out of my comfort zone move out of town mm. everything like that and um i've felt moments since my mum passed away where i remember i was sitting at home one time and i just felt so alone and um I remember I was I was crying. Um, it's pretty. This is pretty. I'm not someone just to cry, and I was sitting in my, in my bedroom, just going, "Why me? Like, why? Why?" Just feeling this sadness within myself, and all I felt was just this huge, warm, like just warm connection of just someone. It felt like someone was there for me, and and in that moment, I knew it was my mum. In that moment, I knew that she was saying that. I'm there for you and don't you make the same mistake that I did and that was that that regret and that feeling of she she really regrets what she did mm. and um and she's sorry and it made but she also within that sent me a hidden message that there's more to life than just life mm. and I knew that that message was within God. Now I look at it now and go, "Wow, what she was trying to express." For people that don't understand the energies and stuff like that, I know it's hard for you guys to believe it. But I'm from personal experience. I've had so I've I've been able to experience these spirits and this and that within my life, and um, it's exactly why I wanted wanted to. Um, it was exactly the sort of reason why I wanted to get get into Christianity because I know that ever since I've been Christian. I don't I don't see these I don't see these spirits anymore. Mm. I don't see these I don't see this energy or I don't feel this bad energy around me. And um and it's in the book that if you feel the energy and the spirits it's not it's not going to be good for your life. Well, something that 
I think we almost completely ignore these days is this idea that there is this spiritual aspect to life. But if you really paint out what the Bible tries to explain about life, it's like we live in this one world, yeah. and then all around us is this spiritual world. There is this unseen world. And what resides within this spiritual realm is the fallen angels, the ones that were expelled from heaven. And people think to a degree that this sounds kind of crazy or it sounds kind of weird, but when you're getting into like physics, this idea of there being different dimensions, this idea that what we live in here on earth is like a three or four dimension reality, this spiritual world around us, where these energies, you know, as you said, these energies yes, exist, energies, yes. they're, they're just on a different dimension to us that we don't necessarily perceive. But so, I, I do believe that there are people, you know, this is why you have mediums, this is why you have psychics and stuff like that, that they're more attuned to yeah. that spiritual frequency and that's where they interact with this realm. But I think there is there is a danger in that because I think what resides in this world, who, who knows what it could be, but for the most part, what I do think it is, is it is that these other spiritual entities and the way the Bible paints it is a lot of these spiritual entities, they might look like they're coming for good, but they have ulterior motives because there's the most high God and you can only get to him by reaching out to him. Yes. And, that, and, and, and yeah. the only reason why that's possible is because he first reached out to us when he came to earth as Jesus. So him coming to earth as Jesus, he reached out to us first and then he opened up the connection. So Jesus becomes the bridge to connect to the most high because the spiritual world around us is spiritual darkness. The light comes from above. Yes. And, and, and we have to connect to God to go through that. That's why going to, through mediums and psychics is dangerous business because you're messing with the spiritual darkness in this fallen world. 100%. And I experienced it with my mother. She used to play with the Ouija board with her with mm. her friends and this and that. And I've never heard a good story come out None. of the, the, the Ouija board. And, and if you, people that think it's fake... I'm telling you right now, don't do it because it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, messing, you're messing with spirits, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, 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 I just that is one, one thing I can say. Don't play around with it, even if you know what you're doing. Don't. But, just it's not. It, you, you're not going to reach any sort of good outcome from mm-hmm. playing around with old with magic. No, like and that. that that's a very that's a very big warning to give there, but it's a very important warning because a lot of people don't know, don't know what they're messing with. But something you touched on as well was you were saying how you used to see all these spirits until you became a Christian. And that's that's a very important thing. You're not the only person I've ever heard say that. No, I don't know. I'm 100% serious. There are many people that have, because of their exposure to the spiritual, and a lot of people, they haven't actually experienced this spiritual aspect of life because you have to open the doorway to it. You have to, you know, the spiritual world can't just mess with us. But if you start opening the doors in the spiritual world, mm-hmm. then it can start dragging you in. So, you know, of course, as you're saying, your mother was into the Ouija board, you know, she was doing witchcraft and things like yes, that. So, yeah, Adam, yeah. so you, your upbringing, you had exposure to this spiritual world. And, you know, it, that's a very common thing. You said, like I said in the book, you know, when the, you might, because you know these. You, you might, you essentially, you know, messing with these fallen spirits, these demons. Demons, yeah. And you know, if you go through the New Testament, you know, it's the power of Christ that the demons have no place upon. So when you become a Christian, when that spirit of Christ resides within you, they don't mess with you anymore. No. And it's a very common testimony that people mess with these other spiritual practices. They invite familiar spirits, which you know, fallen spirits, demonic spirits, or like evil spirits. Evil spirits that seem like they're being good. They invite yeah. them into their life. Then these spirits, because they're lower energies, because they're demonic, they try and eat away at your life. They try and drag your life down. And the only way that you can get these spirits out of your life is from Christ. From you God. need, you need, you need God. You need the power of the Most High. Because what happens when you become born again is God places that spirit of Christ within you. You, it's the process of becoming a Christian, becoming born again, is to become one with God's spirit. Hundred percent. And when you do that, these demons they have no place. Yeah. But you have to ask God, and you know, if if and if people get to a point where all these demons are around them, you know, you, you have to actually be delivered. And it's not like demonic possession that you see in like a movie where like you know the Exorcist where the girl's head turns all the way around. It's not like that. But it it's it's more so like these spirits or these energies they drag a person down. Yeah. And they keep them in their like negative. They keep them in their negative thought loops. They keep them in their negative life, the negative patterns, the negative behaviors, the addictions, and it just keeps dragging the person down. But God can deliver people from that. And people, if people ask God to deliver them, he will. Yeah, and the biggest, another big thing too is with these 
mediums and stuff like that, they talk truth into reality. Mm. That 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 what they're saying. They put the idea in your head, head, and then you turn that idea into your reality. I I know from personal experience, for um personal experience where that stuff gets talked into reality, and I've seen it firsthand. So and, well, it, and it's and it's quite quite scary. There's this idea. Well, you know, God created us through spoken word, right? Mm. And we're made in God's image. And to me, the idea of being in God's image, made in God's image, is being in made is it our spirits made in God's image. And essentially, when you think about how we operate, you know, we get a thought, and from our thoughts, we can create our reality. We can. So, what what we attune our thoughts to is what we can go out and we can achieve. It's what we set our minds to. So if you go see like a medium or a psychic and they tell you what your future is and you start thinking about that and you start believing it, you will actually turn that into your reality. And the thing about this as well is sometimes these psychics, you know, because they are in tune with the spiritual world, you know, Mm. these familiar spirits, they know things about you. So then they're whispering those things about you to these mediums, to these psychics. And then it sounds like they know about you. And it's because they do. These spirits, they do know about you, but they're not the spirits you think they are. No. And even when they appear as good, they're not. No. no they, they, they're very good at it. That's what the devil does all the, the time. The Bible says the devil masquerades as an angel of light. He presents himself as good. You know, the, I don't think people understand Satan was God's most perfect angel. All yeah. right? It's not like these <laughs> demons or Satan are like these ugly beings. Satan was the most beautiful angel in yeah, heaven. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, People don't know that, you know, and, and that's the same. And, and as I said, when, when you get baptized, again, we'll go back to that statement. That's exactly what I mean. Like, and the moment I got baptized was when I could see where the devil was really trying to mess with my life. Yeah, same. And it becomes way more clearer. And the more you're in tune with God, you start realizing when he's trying to play around with your emotions, your 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 feelings and the way you think. And it doesn't this doesn't just go away. Mm. You know, it, but but where you keep focusing and you keep connecting with God in that way and you will surpass that 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 warfare in your head. We have to we have to resist the devil ourselves. God will help us. You know, like when Jesus says, like when you pray, like I, I can't think of the exact quote or exactly where it is, but it's in Matthew. It's where Jesus gives the the prayer. You know, our Father in heaven. He goes. He says, when you pray, right? Don't don't waste your time. You know, asking for all these things and saying all these things. You know, your Father already knows what you need and what you want. He goes to so keep it simple. You know, our Father in heaven. Like hallowed is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need. Forgive us our sins and our trespasses, which is very important. But here's the kicker. As we forgive those that trespass us. So there's the idea in the Bible that God will ever forgive us if we can forgive others. Yes. All right. So forgive us as we forgive others. Lead us not into temptation. So, you know, because the devil's always trying to tempt mm-hmm. us. And if you ask God to lead you not into temptation, God will try and keep, God will steer you clear from the devil's traps if you ask him. So, you know, leave me not in temptation and deliver me from the evil, evil. one because yeah. the evil one's always around. And look, this is probably, t- for somebody who doesn't believe, this is probably too deep because it's not, yeah. it's not until you cross that boundary of belief that these things really stick themselves out. And it's because at that point, you're no longer the prop. Like, the, you see, by default, you are property of the devil. Yeah, exactly. When Je- yeah. Jesus was going around telling, talking to people, he was telling people, you're of your father, the devil, because you're born into flesh. Yeah. And to be born of God is to be born of spirit. Mm-hmm. So until you actually consciously make that choice, you're already against God. You have to consciously choose God or by default you are against him. That That's the way it works. So it's not until you actually cross that barrier of belief that the devil starts to try and mess with you to get you back because he doesn't have to mess with you because you already don't believe, because he's already got most of the world tricked into tricked, not believing. Yeah. And that's the sort of world that we live in these these um, these days. The and a lot of Christians don't realize this, but the Bible tells us this. It's black and white. Yeah, it's right on the Bible. Like you, you read it, and you that and this is what's what what's amazing about the Bible is that you just every time you read it, you learn something new. Mm. Every time you can read the same verse a hundred times, and you have a different, you have a different meaning. It has a different meaning through the verse, and mm. you take it differently. That's what, but that's the best part about a book, right? Mm. That instead of a, when you watch a movie, you see it, right? 
and that's it. Yeah. When you read a book, you're able to think every time you read it, you can think differently about what it says mm. and you can analyze it and you can learn something different each time. And that's what the Bible is perfect at. Yeah. But getting back to, I suppose, the point I was saying earlier, so that, that the, the point of like the prayer, um, that like that that prayer, you know, the, the Jesus Jesus prayer, like yes. the Our Father prayer, so deliver us from the evil one. And we have to actually withstand the temptation ourselves because God actually will use the devil to test us. Yeah. And because, look, ultimately the devil's going to test us, but God will never let us be tested more than what we can handle. Yeah, that's true. And... God needs to see that we're actually progressing and that we're actually consciously choosing him over our temptations. And think back to when Jesus was tempted by the devil, right? So Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Yes. And then the devil comes to tempt him. First, he's, you know, like, okay, you're hungry. You know, you fast for 40 days. Turn that rock into bread so you can eat it. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says to the devil, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Because he's saying, I don't actually need to eat. Yeah. He's like, I beat that temptation. You know, the devil's trying to tempt me, right? So then in the next temptation, he says, throw yourself off this cliff. And, you know, God says, you know, he will send the angels down to catch you. And then he says, do not tempt the Lord thy God. All right. So in that sense, we shouldn't be trying to test God to use his power. No. No. But then the third and final one, which is a really interesting one, is he takes him to the highest mountain where you can see all the cities of, of, of the earth. And he says, I will give you dominion over these. And then Jesus says, I think, I believe this is a point where Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. And what's so interesting about this is that there's a couple ideas to unpack here. But one of them is the fact that the devil actually has rule over this earth and the Bible tells us this. It does. And a lot of, <laughs> and a lot of people get locked into conspiracies. And, and when, you, when you look into yeah. a lot of these conspiracies, they're built upon secret societies that worship Satan. And the reason why they worship Satan is because Satan gives them dominion yep. over the world. The same way Satan tried to tempt Jesus for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. But... What people don't realize is is that even when you are a Christian, Satan works in a different way. Because think about Satan as a concept of your worst thoughts that keep you locked in your worst behaviors. Because ultimately what's that what that is doing is it's keeping you trapped in cycles of life so that you never actually progress to be who you could become and be. Because all of us are designed with a plan and a purpose. And what the devil's game is designed to do is to knock you off from your plan and your purpose. Yeah. And to keep you trapped in this negative cycle of life so you never become who you could be. But also, at a deeper level, it's because he's angry at God and he's wanting to steal our souls. He is. At a, at a deeper level, that is what he's truly here to do. But how does he do that? He does that by keeping us trapped in these material, in this materialistic lives on Earth, and he tries to keep us as far away from a belief in God as we possibly can get, which is why our West, our modern Western society and culture is based very much on these materialistic ideas. It's, yeah. about, it's about satisfying our flesh. It's about gratifying <laughs> ourselves. It's all about pleasure. It's all about all these different things. It's because it's trying to take us away from what we really are, which is like this spirit. We are, yeah. we are spirit. The richest thing about us is our soul. Yeah, yeah like, that's, <laughs> that's why God came down to die for us because we're so valuable to him. He's and, the, and you read the Bible, he's telling us we are that valuable because we are made our spirit. We are made of that yeah. spirit. That's value, that's Our spirit is worth more than anything else. And you need to recognize that value within yourself because there's a lot of division in the world right now and people are divided over everything. It's, you know, race, beliefs, opinions, genders, who, what, what type of person you want to... Dates like people are divided over all these things, and you know, some people think that they're better than other groups, but at its core, outside of these bodies that we're born into, we are that same thing, that spirit, and we all carry that same high value. And the Bible says, you know, do you not know that you were bought at a at a high price because you are worth like that much? Because you know, God paid the price he did. for us by by coming down and dying as Jesus. Yes. So that was Him paying the price for us. And he suffered all of that because we are that valuable to him. To him, yeah. And a lot of us can't see that value within ourselves. 
But not only that, we can't see that value within our neighbor next to us. We can't see that he's just as valuable to God as what I am. We're all flesh and skin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and the biggest thing too is the, the one we're talking about again, um, this world is run by the devil. So yeah. this world is not made, not made for the it, human spirit. It's a spirit. fallen world. Yeah. It's not made for the human spirit. And, um, and that's something that's taken me a long time to realize, but that makes you appreciate the small things that you do have. Mm. And you start realizing, okay, this is up to me to be able to change the way I feel about things. You don't, you can't let people make you feel a certain way about things, but you got to understand too that they are also human. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest, and that's the hardest, the hardest thing is you got to be. So there's always talks about um, enemies as well in the Bible. It's always says that treat treat your enemies like your best friends. Can mm. you pray for them and you pray for them at night as well because yeah. you want them to be able to find within themselves God yeah that's that's the whole point of what Christianity is about it's about we, connecting we, Christianity is about communion with God becoming one spirit yeah, with yeah. God's spirit exactly and um, we, we want everyone to be able to see no matter what you've what you've been through to be able to see the light yeah and God 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 always wants us he's always calling us home he's always calling you home and the biggest person who wrote me up to Christianity as well is actually Tyson Fury mm. He's a great example of someone that went through um, just warfare with himself, and it was just it was he was his worst own enemy. That I'll tell you what, my biggest problem is I've always been my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. No one else. I can make as many excuses as I want for what's happened within my life, but the only person I can take back on is myself. And Tyson is a great example of someone that went went to the went to the top, the pinnacle of the top. Went down, but then went through God. He knew that he was able to achieve whatever he wanted, and mm-hmm. he is a very—he's a man that's inspiring to the world because he's trying to show his love for God and he, everyone. He's boxing through his through his boxing, and he's not just in the things that he does. And you can tell when he says what he says, he means it true to in deep in his heart, and he is not going to change. I'm going to interrupt you for two verses. The first one, I don't know the reference, but I know the exact words, almost exact words, which is, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And the second one is the, the verse in your actual Instagram profile, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Yes, and, and, and it's just, unbe- he's an unbelievable person. I, I, can't, I can't express how much. And he's not, you can talk about boxing, this and that, it's not. That's not what makes Tyson Fury Tyson Fury. Mm. His boxing's just another thing that's just a tick on his well, box. Just to give you an example, so he just he just beat the crap out of Deontay Wilder, and in the pre-fight, Deontay Wilder was talking about conjuring up an alter ego or spirits, and Tyson Fury sat across from the table and he goes, "You're messing with spirits." This is what we we're talking about earlier. So yeah, you're yeah. messing with spirits. What well, is it? I'm going to beat you. I'm going to 100% knock you out because he says, for if God is with me, nobody can be against me. And he goes, and if you are messing with other spirits, I have, this, I have the power of Christ behind me. You cannot beat me. And then what happened? He beat the crap yeah, out yeah, of him. Yeah, he beat the crap out was a med- he, he made this. He made it a religious. He made it a religious. Uh, he made it a religious <laughs> war, and that was never going to win. In the and, and the Bible says that. Yeah, Deontay Wilder literally went into the ring dressed in like a demonic suit. Yep. And I wish. I wish. I wish. I hope he sees that. I hope Deontay Wilder, Wilder sees that yeah, and actually goes that. Wow, he's but, trying to show me. I don't think people realize this is like that's like a modern day version of like a Bible story where you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you go to the like the Bible stories, like you know, um, you might say, look, I mean, Tyson Fury is a bit taller than a young David, but like David versus Goliath, you know, Goliath is like this warrior for a nation that doesn't worship God, and yeah. you know, he's their best warrior, and then God sends David, who's literally like a shepherd's boy, to go beat him in war because he had the power of Christ behind him. Yeah, and, on, and, on, and on, to, to, to fall back to on that story, Deontay Wilder also, he, the reason he started fighting was for his daughter, mm. you know, and he started when he was 19, and he, and you know, in this, and it's, I hope that that's a good lesson for him to see what Tyson Fury did, and maybe he changes oh, his, God. maybe he changes his ways and goes and starts following the Bible, and I'm sure that he, after that experience that he had with Tyson Fury, he realised there was a lot more to that than boxing, because mm-hmm. when we that, that God, resonated... God, God was flexing, I'm telling you, in that fight, God was trying to say, hey guys, 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm but, here. No, but it's very important because like people think, well, what is living a Christian life? What is living your life with God? Well, God wants God wants you to be able to do anything. He created us so that we could do anything. Now he obviously has a like a purpose and a plan, but you know, Tyson Fury, right? He he made it all the way to the top and he crashed and burned. Why did he crash and burn? Because he was at the top and he said he was all into just getting drunk getting high. He was trying to find pleasure in his life. He yeah. had everything a man could want and he was chasing that life that is the trap from the devil, which is this materialistic, hedonistic, pleasure-seeking life. And it's all it does is it buries a hole in yourself because it's a, and it makes this big hole that you cannot fulfill. And it's like my mother always says, we're all made with a God-sized shape hole in our heart because our hearts are always longing for God because we because God loves us and he just, he's designed us to want to seek him at some point in our lives, to seek that love from him, because ultimately the true, real love of the universe comes from God. Yeah. And we seek that love. And a lot of us, we try and find that love in other people. We try and find that love in our hobbies, mm-hmm. in our careers, but we'll never fully be satisfied in those aspects of our lives until we actually have the love of God. And when we have the love of God, like it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge God in all your ways and he will help you succeed. He will help you be the best at what you're trying to do. Um, okay. And that's what Tyson Fury did. He took 100%. that into boxing. And and after what? So he became, wasn't he like the heavyweight champion? And then he had that... He, he won the champion. He won the championship. But then it actually got taken away from him yeah. as well um, for something to do with and his then he, And then he got hundreds. And then he went what over a year without fighting, got massively overweight. About 400 pounds. About 400 pounds. And then after getting God back in his life, turns his life around. He almost killed yeah, himself. He, he, he almost killed himself. He said he cheated on his wife too and this and that. And he was just living a life that he was kind of nearly ashamed of. Yeah. And he said he was in his car about to kill himself. And um, something that I can like relate to, and to the point where I've been, they been there, felt like doing that. Because when you have them sort of thoughts, it doesn't just, they don't just leave. Mm. I think that's the biggest that 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 that. Now, ever since I've been following my Christianity, I don't feel like that. But beforehand, right when I was when I was not, I didn't wasn't able to find God. Um, them sort of thoughts um, in my head. Um, resonated for me when I was in a really dark and deep place mm. and I can understand where because he didn't feel he felt like there was no one there but in reality there was everyone's there for him yeah. but then you know he then goes from being 400 pounds overweight drops all that weight off and then comes back to be the heavyweight champion again God gave him the strength to do that and he, yeah. he openly says that what, what, what did he say after all the championship he says rip that microphone and goes that's for my lord and saviour Jesus Christ like, yeah yeah true he yeah, knew yeah, who to give the glory yeah. to instantly yeah and well this is a, um, another thing too with that um, this is my great mate Valentino I hope you're watching mate um, you're how you hang with as well mm. that that is you're the, the average of the five people you spend the most time around that is the biggest thing that I can express to anyone watching this broadcast, no matter religiously or anything like that, you are who you hang with. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that when, when my mate said that really resonated with me properly and I went, you're, you're, you're spot on there. Like, mm-hmm. And I've realized when I, the more and more in my life that I've been hanging around, the, the better, the better, and you know, you, you find friends come and go. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, especially moving around. Friends come and go, but you know who your true friends are. Yeah. And they're the ones that will be there no matter, no matter what, no matter what you, what, what you believe in, no matter any, anything like that. It's, and you know, it's obviously for us Christians, it's your, 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 it's not your job. It's your, you know, you show, you show your love and passion for what you believe in to your friends, and they, and no matter if they find God or not, they will, they will, they will respect it and love you for it. Mm-hmm. They'll love you as a person for who you are. And um, I've, I've been fortunate to have some great friends in my life, like yourself, and um, and there's something that um, I, and Valentino, as I said, I've got so many, I've got so many good friends. Um, shout out to all of them back in Queensland and here in Melbourne as well, but um. I've been fortunate to have great role models um, and um, great friends in my life for someone that was in a difficult situation with family scenarios to be able to become the person I am today. And now now I'm with God, Christ. Um, it's just the spirit, the, the spirit, the connection I have with myself and through God is just amazing. It mm. makes me feel I get I get wake up. It in the completes morning. life, mate. I wake up in the morning and I feel like I've got my I've got I've, I've got a purpose here. Mm. I know I've got a purpose here. There's plenty of mornings I wake up not 
with no purpose. And that's, and that, that's, that's hard as a person, and especially for someone. And, you know, you, you start, I'm 21 now, you start getting into your mid-20s, you're kind of like, all right, you've had your 18th, had your 21st. Um, what's, what, you know, yeah. like, what? You, you, you've got mates having kids, you've got, <laughs> you know, you've got mates having kids, um, mate, you're people still, getting married, you're and still, you're just like, whoa. You're just still so young, man. I know, you're life, 21. life you, have, you, haven't, you haven't had your quarter-life crisis yet, mate. No, I know, I know, I have not, but I've experienced a lot, I've experienced a lot of different things, but I have not experienced that yet. Um, but hey, it's exciting, I wake mm. up now in the morning, excited, mm. excited, but that's that's absolutely great, and I think just just want to draw this back on the just back on the topic just a little bit here is this this idea as well that we were talking about earlier this idea of the spiritual warfare the devil's battle with us that battle is very much a mental battle and you mm. said something which was that the thoughts you resonated with the thoughts but they never really leave yeah and the thing is the battle with the devil is a mental battle. And that's, and that's a battle against your worst thoughts. It could be your worst thoughts about yourself. It could be thoughts dragging you down to try and like fall into bad habits, to fall into addictions. It could yeah. be you thinking bad about yourself, about other people, about mm-hmm. the people around you, right? But those, it's not like those thoughts necessarily leave. No. You have to learn to deal with them. And it's like God helps you, I suppose deal with them but you constantly have to battle them and again that, that comes back down to who you hang with mm. it really does if you hang around people that are that bring the best out of you that that them thoughts are not going to be it's not going to be there like that mm. and i can resonate through that from experiencing so many different friend groups and a wide variety of people when you the most you learn is when you're from zero to five years old mm-hmm. um and the reason why is because our brain doesn't have any sort of connection to ex- or experience to anything. So it sees one thing and then it learns it. Mm. And that's how it figures it out. And you, It's actually a mental battle. And something that my roommate Aaron brought up is that you've got to teach your brain to be able to, instead of anal- overanalyzing things, you, you get the one thing. So someone says something, you, you hear it, that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't go into different thoughts. You don't go into what you've experienced in the past. You don't yeah. go in the nah. This is this is this is very good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, continue. No, but yeah, but that that that, that when you when you hear that one thing, you don't go back from the past. And I'm I'm, I'm I'm saying this from someone who is exactly like that. Okay, so this is not me saying that I I can do it. I'm saying this is what I'm trying to learn within no. myself. So, so I, I learned this, and the way that it was taught to me was like in any environment where they're trying to look good or we're trying not to look bad so for example in me cutting you off there i'm trying to look good by now presenting my own knowledge exactly rather than actually listening to what you have to say because i want to cut in and now sound smart myself and explain the concept yeah and i'm kind of taking the mickey out of myself but i'm trying to like explain what this concept is but the idea here is that what you need to do is to not let everything else that's going into your brain decode what that person is saying just listen to what the person is saying what they actually say not from this was my past experience not from or what can I say to help them not from or what can I say to sound good not from what can I sound what can I say to not sound dumb just from what did that person actually say and then actually listen to it and now you might be more inquisitive as to what they're talking about or what they're going on about yeah and you just listen and you listen and you don't you don't that's it like you don't cut into the other feelings and I know for myself someone with some pretty I just have some pretty deep anxiety so when you got anxiety it's like you get one question like a million different thoughts like (laughs) (laughs) you can't help it it's like you can help it that's the thing you can help it but I'm saying that something for me that I'm trying to experience and learn within myself and um and 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 something that i I say that the more i've been thinking like that the more things have been getting better it's the same with the same with same with god as well when you start like you know there's not moments where you start you start questioning yourself on it and you go well why am i questioning myself no you don't need to question yourself question god and if you you ask if you ask the questions he'll answer them for you that's the other thing yeah you ask you know people say like well, you know, the Bible says this and then, you know, what's your thoughts about that? And it's like, well, it doesn't necessarily mean because I believe in God, I have to necessarily 100% agree with everything on its face, but I can ask God about it and see what God reveals to me himself because he's the ultimate authority of the universe. And I can question it to him and he might provide answers, but it doesn't, 
you know, if the, if he doesn't have to. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he at the end of the day, some, he doesn't want to just put it on a platter for you as well. Yeah, he wants to make sure because he knows the best for you. He knows the best way for you to learn it. It's for you to figure out, and he will lead you that way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no. At, at, at the end of the day, um, as you said, your friends, your friends, who, who your close five friends are, the way you think, uh, and on a spiritual level, on the spiritual level, um, to con- connect with God, and he, he will reach out. He, he will reach out to you as long as you believe. You've got to believe. You can't just you can't he can't just not believe it. You mm-hmm. won't get you want God. What you will not find God if you question that He's not real. You, you, you're not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. He might show. He might show glimpses for you. The you know. Yeah. But he. But <laughs> you've got to believe within your heart mm. that he's there for you, and that's. I think that's. You know. It's like when you go to a psychologist and you go. Oh, I'm, I'm bad for it myself. You go to a psychologist and you start saying no. Things are okay. Things are. You know. Like you start lying. To yourself, yeah, and you because you just—that's the half, half. A lot of people that go see psychologists, that's the—that's the problem is they can't be truthful to themselves. So how they're going to get any sort of benefit from actually seeing a psychologist if they can't be truthful to themselves to what the real yeah. issue is? And when you when you've got issues within your life, that's when you need to. That's when for me, I had to seek and I had to seek hard and I seek God mm. and I believed in God. We've got about ten minutes of footage left. That's okay, but yeah, I, I um, and that was the changing point in my life, right there when I. When it, and I think, just to top it off, I can explain maybe the changing point for my life because it's very relevant to what you just said there. Yeah. Which was I was I was I'd come to a point where I was starting to see a therapist. I'd gone for a few sessions, and I realized no matter how comfortable he made me feel, I couldn't be fully honest with him yeah and i realized at a deeper level i couldn't be fully honest with myself as mm-hmm. well and it was like i was in the midst of what felt like a very deep existential crisis of like well what is going on and then that was when i almost felt like god reached out to me in that moment and was like hey like i'm still here why don't you talk to me yeah and it's like God knows everything about you. You can't lie to God. You can't sugarcoat anything to God. He already knows <laughs> everything. And none of that, he knows your own thoughts. Yeah, so he, he knows. So he even knows then that I can't be fully honest with myself. No. And maybe that's why he reached out to me. He's like, hey man, it's like, it's all right. I, I got you here because it was like you're saying, you know, like I've set you aside. Like you have your purpose. Like let, let me help guide you back on the path. You're trying to do, you're trying to do good, but you're trying to do it on your own. And you can't. No. no he's, but he's saying like, but that's okay because I'm there with you every step of the way and I'm going to lead the path for you. And ever since that moment that I did dedicate myself to the Lord again, things just started falling into place in ways that I couldn't even imagine. And it was like doors were opening, doors of opportunity just opening themselves up to me. And then I could see how everything I'd been through, all the things that I didn't want to go through, how they had all played their part into bringing me to where I am now. And even just recently being like needing to move house from a bad sort of toxic situation yeah. and just like being dropped into like it, like what I would have thought of in my mind would have been the absolute perfect situation I could have dropped into and there and here I am. Yeah, exactly. And right. it's and it's like it's incredible. It's just you just know God's looking out for you. And then knowing the backstories as well of the people that I'm I'm now around now. Yeah. And how like their stories lined up to bring us all this moment just seeing like the hand of God working through like everything it's incredible and God's like always there looking out for us there's, there's bad in the world there's evil in the world the world's a fallen world but this world is going to be made new again because what this this world is one thing but this world will pass away as will our bodies but what won't pass away is our spirit and we've only got one shot at deciding as to where our spirit goes and that is in this lifetime here and I guess to anybody that's listening to this conversation, it's been a very deep conversation. If you're a Christian, but I suppose you, you've been a little bit away from God, my encouragement would be to go seek Him again. If you've never thought about God, my encouragement would be to seek Him. Seek God for yourself. I can completely understand why people don't believe, and I can completely understand, um, I guess, why people would not want to believe. But my encouragement to anybody would be seek God for yourself. Because if you seek God earnestly, you will find Him. 
And that's not that's not just to do with people that work. This is to do with anyone. And it's yeah. not be, it's not because I want to brainwash people into religion. It's because I want you to wake up to what the true life is. Well, this is from our personal experience. You know, this is from our personal experience, and we're trying to bring light from what we've experienced to you guys. And that's why we've gone in such a deep level of mm-hmm. way of talking about how how we feel and how we feel about God and the way that we love God. Yeah, and, and God loves you. God loves you so much that He came down to die for you. And, 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 and he knew that and you know it's a funny story because he knew if he came to earth because God knowing what he stands for and God knowing how we are and who we are because he created us he knew when he was going to come to earth exactly what was going to happen to him he knew that they were going to mock him torture him and like you know years later you know they still make a mockery yeah of do. that yeah yeah and, 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 and you know torture think- be tortured yeah that's like true. that yeah no, knowing all these things still came yeah still I'm, died still died and that he died on the cross for us and he did it for us and we it was for us for, as, on a spirit level for us to connect with God for us to reach heaven and he did that knowing that a lot of people wouldn't accept that free gift either yeah yeah and that's and, and that's just uh, that's just how it is mm-hmm. and, and we just for us um, as Christians to show that like we, we we love God and we want to express what he can do for you because mm. he can do anything and small things the small the little things and God God cares about the little things he does he cares about he, he really because that's what creates a big picture you don't just start doing stuff right when you go do a degree in uni you don't just start and just go straight to the head job or like any in any sort of position right we're talking about like you doing how you do your lawyer like you start from step by step and you grow 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 and that's the same with your connection with god it's everything's little steps in life you know you said i'm only 21 what do i know mm. right? and i'm like, only 25 and what do i know you know like we all we 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 are just young people learning new things every single day and trying to grow in our faith yeah exactly and we're trying to grow every single day and this is why um and, and for us to speak our um, opinions we'd love to be able to hear your opinions yeah. on the topic if you, if you well. disagree with anything we've had to say we're you know like happy to drop a comment happy to engage uh, we went very deep and we i suppose we're quite affirmative with our views on some things especially in terms of psychics and mediums but it's because we're trying to shed the light on some of these practices because a lot of people i guess walk into these practices thinking that they're just harmless but they're not you're opening spiritual doorways and when you open spiritual doorways you invite the demonic into your life it's it's risky business. And Christians, a lot of Christians do it as well. And I don't think and, they realize And a lot of people that. won't turn to God, but God would be the only thing that can deliver you from those evil spirits. Yeah. But a lot of people, they won't know that God is the answer or, the, or they might think because they've dabbled in those practices that God won't help them. But God is always there to forgive. God can forgive all. God can forgive everything. He can. And he will, and he will as long as you're willing to sacrifice. And that's, and that's the first step to opening the relationship with God. It's, it's to ask for his forgiveness to... And it's a very humble thing, which is why I think a lot of people won't do it, is because you have to recognize within yourself that you have been wrong and that you are wrong. And when you take that first step of humility, God wipes the slate clean. He gives you new life. And that is when your life in Christ begins. And it's a journey. It's not like everything changes overnight. It's not like you become perfect. My favorite quote is, I'm not perfect. No. I'm Christian. Yes, that's it. Um, but look, I think we've gone on for a little while, Kale. Yeah. Oh, do, do, do you have any parting words? The only thing I, the only thing I got to say is just um, you only live once. Make sure you go out, live it, enjoy it. What, it, no matter your beliefs, um, focus. Remember the zero to five. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. Like when you hear something in your head, you just process that one thing. That's the best way of being able to learn things in life is that little that first little step where you can teach your brain some people have made made um in the chemically made differently and wired and a lot of successful people are wired like that but if you want to be able to learn things you've got to try and teach your brain how to do that yourself secondly about the friends um the, the, your, your friends you are who you're with and thirdly to um if you have if someone that yet haven't experienced god um i recommend to read the bible yeah, read. reading the Bible. I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot, but that is an experience in its own right because read the Bible for yourself. And my, my, my recommendation would be the New Testament. I really like reading about Jesus and the words of Jesus. That, I think that is that can be a good starting point. Um, the book of John, book of John is incredible. The book of John, ha- and if you really understand what the author is saying when you read the book of John, there is a lot of deep spiritual truth in that book. Sorry. 
But yeah, okay, no, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, no, but that's, yeah, yeah. And um, the reading the Bible, you learn things, everything, and you can get, you read over the verse 20 times and mm. you'll get a different, you can get a different way of viewing it each mm. time. And you just learn so much within yourself and you learn, and you learn, you know, you, you learn, you really do learn how to, it's almost just like a life, it's almost like a life manual. Mm. Within itself, without without the, the like, just for someone, but it's it's just beautiful. Well, I've, well, there's a song that I found, and it's it's called "Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth," which is well an acronym for the Bible. For the Bible, yeah, and right. that's and that I think that's about as powerful as it can be because it's the act, it's the guide to teach us how to go to the next place after this life. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it's you know the Bible says, "He that endureth until the end." shall be saved. And I think that, well, that's what the Bible said. Jesus said that. And I think that's something that really should hit close to home to a lot of Christians because yeah. he that endureth until the end. Because what this life is, is it's a journey into the next. It's to, it's meant to prepare us for the next. And you can only go one or two places because the God of the universe, he is the ultimate judge. And one day we will all stand before his judgment. And either you will be there with Jesus by your side, or you won't. And the difference will be, did you ask to have Jesus by your side? Because that's that's the only difference. It's not about how good a life you lived. It's about, did you ask Jesus yeah, to become a part of your life? 100%. And uh, just another thing too I want to touch on. Anyone that's experienced suicide as a friend, family, anything like that, please don't ever feel alone because mm. I know but that, that confused feeling that you have I'm telling you it happens and people like you but you can't expect people to understand what you're going through because they just won't mm. not especially if you've lost your mother to it or a family member or something like that you can't expect people to understand what you're going through because they haven't gone through it oh, but it's up to you to try and go look within yourself and go what can I do now to fix my life and for me, I, I went through God, but I actually, the biggest thing that, the, another big thing that changed in my life is I watched my brother go from, you know, he's 15 years, 14 years old, 14 years old when it happened, but he's 15 now. He had every reason to be completely confused, but he shone like that. Mm. And I saw God, I saw God looking after him. Mm. Now, I look at it now, but he shone and he motivated me to be like, well, I need to get off my bum. Mm. Like, if my brother can do this, I can do this. Just uh, back on to it, so my brother motivated me, and um, I'd say that just look at the big little things in life, make make sure that you, you, you keep them positive, friends around you, um, look look into the Bible, um, and praise, and if you are Christian, praise God, live it, breathe it, and, and express it to other people. Amen, brother. All Amen. right, that's been another episode of Running From Comfort. This has been a very deep episode. Um, we usually don't go this deep, but if you enjoyed how deep we went, let me know because I can do more like this because, yeah, look, there's a lot to talk about in terms of the spiritual world. I don't know how much people are interested in this topic, but if it's a topic that you want to hear more about, do let me know. If you enjoyed this show, if you think somebody else needs to hear this episode, make sure you give it a share. Whatever platform you're listening on, please give it a rating and a review. Subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Zach Galloway. Follow the Facebook page, Running From Comfort. Following the Instagram, at Running From Comfort. All right, I've given enough plugs. I'm out of here. Ta-da. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes. Bye-bye.